And the reality is, is that having a fucking amazing relationship requires effort. It requires little things to be done from either side. It requires you constantly creating an environment where he can pursue you and he can cherish you and he can provide for you. Welcome back to the podcast. So I am feeling the summer vibes. We've just gotten back from Tulum. And um, if you saw my big announcement, then you would probably know where I am right now. If you are watching the video, if you didn't see my big announcement, it is on my Instagram page um, as an IGTV. I will get my podcast manager to put the link down below. So I still am embracing my beachy hair. I never wear beachy hair unless I'm like on the, like by the beach because I just personally am like, I feel like it looks disheveled, but I've been in a very intense workflow today. So I didn't have time to like do my hair properly. So even though I'm in Atlanta right now, I have beachy hair (laughs) because we just got back from Tulum. Anyway, so yeah, if you haven't watched the announcement um, of the big change in my life, then definitely head over to my Instagram so that you can watch that and um, stay in the loop with everything because I keep you guys pretty in the loop. Um, I keep my personal life personal to an extent, but I also do try and like um, allow you guys to kind of have a bit of a a behind the scenes look because that helps you to see that I am the embodiment of what I do um, and that I'm not just saying like, being your feminine, let men lead, and then not actually doing it um, in my relationship. So that is uh, that is that. That's the big announcement. Um, anyway, I also want to say I am getting a lot better with uploading these podcasts to YouTube. So if you like watching podcasts, you can watch them on my YouTube channel. The link will be down below as well um, in case you want to like be in the vibe too. So you might see dogs running around. I'm sorry, the room's a little bit of a mess because my fucking luggage is everywhere and life is kind of mental right now and we are embracing this season. It is temporary. We are all okay and we are going to fucking survive. It is a lot. You will hear about it and you will understand it if you watch the the announcement because like it's a lot. I'm flying to London on Sunday um, night for my visa shit. I've been traveling so much the last few months uh, with this like whatever, just watch the fucking announcement. Anyway, so there are two extra dogs that might pop up into the view. Um, so we have butter and jelly and there's going to be two other big ones and it's fucking hilarious watching them play. So that is everything. Let's dive in. So today's episode is based on a question that I've got, that I got uh, a few months ago. And this is just such a common question that I get in my programs like Queen Alchemy and Be Love and Not a Mother. And honestly, it's the essence of why I have made my new masterclass called The Embodied of dating, um, how to receive a man that leads in like the brackets, uh, links below for that. But the question basically is, is has the feminist movement caused men to stop pursuing us? And this is such a good question because obviously you guys know, I like, you know, I'm the one to ask about 
fucking feminism stuff. Um, but also it's a good question because I like the space where it comes from. And actually one of my house clients asked me, so of course it came from a good space of instead of being like, why are all men this, why are all men that, that it's like, okay, has this actually caused this, um, issue to arise? Like has all the women's empowerment and feminism stuff caused this issue to now arise when it comes to dating? Um, and like, what can we do about it? Basically, like, how can I still allow men to be pursuing me and how can I make sure that men are pursuing? Obviously, as you guys know, and if you haven't listened to a lot of my podcast episodes, then please make sure you go back. This fucking sleeve just keeps falling off. It like does not want to stay on. We're just going to, we're just going to have one off, whatever. Um, if you, um, haven't listened to my previous episodes, I would really, um, make sure that you do to allow some more context for this stuff. But as you guys know, obviously, maybe not obviously women are our feminine energy is the most predominant energy in our bodies, right? So we have 90% feminine, 10% masculine, depending on what you're doing and like whatnot. So if you're in like an intense workflow, I'll be a little bit more like, I won't be as like, um, feminine that I would, that, that I am like, for example, into loom, like into loom, um, you know, my behavior is different to when I'm in, like when I'm working all day, it's just different. Um, neither is better. Mm, I would say the Tulum vibes are a vibe. <laughs> like being on holiday is always a vibe. Right. But, and then men have predominantly, predominantly masculine energy. So as feminine women, we can all agree. And if you don't agree with this, probably because you're new masculine or you're like fucking kidding yourself is that we want to be pursued by a man. We want to be cherished. We want to be chosen. We want to be adored. We want to feel so protected and provided for and looked after. So it can leave us feeling really empty when that's not happening or we're struggling to make that happen in our dating lives or whatever. And also in our relationships. This is a really good episode to also listen to if you are in a relationship. It doesn't matter if you're dating or in a relationship because a lot of us can fuck the polarity either once we are in the relationship or we stop the pursual process once we're in a relationship. And it's really important that you keep that fucking going. It takes work and effort. You can't get comfortable and be like, sweet, now I don't have to do anything. It takes effort. But if you want a fucking amazing relationship, you need to put the effort in. And it is an extra energy outsource, which I'm going to talk about in a separate episode in the masterclass. But anyway, so the the answer to the question is yes. Has the feminist movement caused men to stop pursuing us? Has it influenced it? Absolutely. It definitely has. And I'm going to kind of break down why. So the thing is, in, I'm going to say the olden days, like we've, whatever, whatever era you're thinking of prior to radical feminism. Um, and this does not include like first wave feminism was different. That was for like the true purpose of feminism was to create equality. So first wave feminism was to create equality when it came to like voting rights, equal pay, X, Y, and Z. Men still had chivalry during that time. There wasn't like men being afraid of being men because we hadn't gotten into the second, third, fourth wave of feminism, second wave of Me Too movement, insane amounts of women empowerment and at the same time, emasculating men we hadn't gone into that area of um of history basically so the reality is is that men used to have to stand by a woman if he started dating a woman it would be with a more so a serious intention and a serious reason like marriage babies raising a family like partnership back in the olden days you would date less because when you would date somebody, you would date them for more of a prolonged period of time because of, and yes, some of us could say, well, it's like societal standards to like be like, you have to get married. Just like cut that one out. The 
let's focus on the energy. The energy was more, I want to settle down. I want to have partnership. I want to have commitment. People were not as avoidant. And a big part of that was because social media wasn't around. Social media, 100%, and like the hustle culture and the overstimulation that we live in nowadays. So prior, like when I'm talking about like back in the olden days, that wasn't a thing. The overstimulation and the avoidance that we all inhibit means that we don't, quote unquote, want to settle down as much, have commitment, X, Y, and Z. And a lot of us are just fucking kidding ourselves. Like if you just want to fuck around for the rest of your life, like you're actually kidding yourself. That is a very avoidant mentality to be having because as a human being, we desire, men and women desire commitment, full stop, the end. So men used to like have to stand by women and there was obviously more of the, if I'm sleeping with her, she could fall pregnant and I need to be able to be there for her. Like there was more of that. Whereas now, because of the introduction of the pill and all of the hormonal contraceptive methods and, um, you know, the fact that it's just normalized to get abortions, which again, I do not, there's nothing wrong with the normalization of abortion. I think that's a great thing that we now have. And obviously there can be a negative to every positive thing, right? And the negative obviously is that it's allowed men to also feel like I don't have as much responsibility because like she can just get an abortion, like whatever. And it's blown off as more of a casual thing when in reality, like, yeah, abortions are great for the purpose and I back them. And let's also not kid ourselves. They are a very, very traumatic and intense thing to go through. It doesn't matter if you want the abortion or if you don't want the abortion. It is an intense traumatic thing to go through. I've had clients, some have wanted it, some have not. Some have been like, I stand by it a hundred percent, but it's still creates a giant ripple effect in your life. So let's not think that it's just like, you know, just the average Tuesday and you're going to get a coffee and just like, oh, I'm just going to go get an abortion, like whatevs. It's actually a very intense thing. So prior to all of this introduction and normalization and whatever, there was more commitment between men and women because of, we listened to, basically we were more in tune with our biology. Whereas now there's just so much handing away of power that we don't kind of realize the damaging effects that it's having as a flow on effect. So then with all of the women's empowerment, it basically gave us the right of passage to not be committal and just to fuck people around and, and yeah, to fuck people, but also to fuck people around because there's really no repercussions um, if we do fuck somebody around. Remember, most people were living like small towns and everything back then. And you you would meet people through mutual friends. You would meet people through like work and X, Y, and Z. So if you fuck somebody over, you would fucking know about it because all their friends would know about it. You would have to face her. You would walk by her or him in the town all the time. You'd see them in the office, X, Y, and Z. But now because of like dating apps and stuff, again, nothing wrong with them. But now because of dating apps and stuff, you can meet somebody with no mutual friends. So you have no reason, like you got no reason to worry if you fuck them over because like who's going to come fucking yelling at you or who's going to like shame you for it? Nobody. Like you don't know any of her friends. She doesn't know any of you. There's no mutual friends. There's no ties. You don't work together. Like the chance of you crossing paths again is kind of slim. So again, we get to be non-committal. We get to just, we, we literally have a rite of passage. Essentially we've created a rite of passage to fuck people over because also of shiny object syndrome. Like we feel like there are so many fish in the sea and there is, there are so many fish in the sea that what does it matter if we just fuck somebody over? What does it matter if we just go somebody essentially? And it's that kind of avoidant entitled behavior where we, where we're really showing we've like lost our humanity in a sense. So 
that's also kind of causing an issue where we get to be non-committal and we get to be avoidant. And as a result, we don't, men don't have to pursue us as much. And then on the other side of this is that like men don't have repercussions for fucking us over as women. And we let's also not forget that women fuck men over just FYI. Um, but just, I know that women have asked this question. There's no repercussions for them. And we don't create any repercussions. We actually allow this behavior because we engage, we engage with this behavior before it actually gets known. So we engage with behavior where we're like, we kind of know that like, Oh, look at ma'am, ma'am, what are you doing? Seriously? (laughs) Um, we, as my boyfriend's dog, if you're not watching the video, she's climbing all over the pillows on the bed. I'm like, do we really need that? Um, anyway, so because of the non-committal nature and the avoidant nature, um, we are also exacerbating that by we we know when we start dating somebody, we know whether they are the kind whether they might fuck us over or we know whether they're kind of that person that could just ghost us or whatever. Like we we don't listen to our intuitions, but we fucking know the answer. So we then keep engaging with it because we just hope as women, we hope we can change them. We hope they'll change. We hope there'll be enough for them that they'll fucking commit to us. And then surprise, surprise, they don't. And you're hurt once again, but like you fucking allowed it essentially, right? Because you engaged when he probably made it pretty clear that he doesn't really want anything or he's given you signs and hints, but because you don't understand men, you haven't picked up on the signs and the hints, if that makes sense. So the, I'm just reading my notes. Um, Okay, so I will say the casual behavior is not just from men. The casual behavior is also from women. It is from both sides. Women are being casual, and most of the time they're fucking kidding themselves. And then men are being casual. And there's plenty of men that are also kidding themselves, but we don't know what else to do. We we are such fucking sheep that we follow the crowd. And because like everybody else is fucking around, it's like, okay, then I'll do that too. Like, that, is that how you meet people? Is that how you end up in a relationship? Like, do I just like sleep around with somebody enough? Or do I just like be friends with benefits with someone enough? That will end up being in a relationship. Is that how dating is? No, that's not how fucking dating is. That's not how, that's not how like deep conscious dating is. I hate that word fucking conscious dating, but like that's not how like dating is if you have self awareness and self worth. That is you basically settling is actually what it is. So because of the non committal and like casual behavior from both sides, it creates this environment. It's just that like women complain about it more basically, or women have more problems with it, quote unquote, because, um, we are more likely to want to settle down. We are more likely to want commitment because of safety and wanting children and wanting to be protected and provided for men. Don't have like men still want to settle down, make babies, have a family, have a loved one to come home to. They still want that like absolutely a hundred percent. And their biology can can withstand a longer period of time of just like non-committal sex. And also like their testosterone levels compared to estrogen literally allows for like fucking around and not getting attached and not necessarily needing commitment. Whereas women don't have that same biological chemistry basically in their body we are wired where we need more commitment and we need to settle down we want to be provided for we want to be protected for and men don't have that same need as strongly as we do that's why you'll find more women complaining about it and having a harder time and also because like men when they men can in a sense choose 
as in that because they are the um, pursue, pursuers and they are the ones that, you know, generally speaking, but of course not these days, will ask out on dates and, and X, Y, and Z and ask to be girlfriend and then ask for marriage and blah, blah, blah. Because of that, they can then decide I'm committing to this woman. I want this woman. Doesn't mean they don't doesn't mean they don't, don't get rejected. They still do. Whereas for us women, we're, we're more often than not waiting to be desired, captured, dominated, wanted, chosen by a man. And like, that could be very like anti-feminist of like, oh my gosh, like women have to be chosen by men. Like we're some object. No, not like we're fucking some object. We want to be chosen. Do you not want to be chosen by a man? We're not a fucking object. I hate that when people, when women like do that, I'm like, you are putting yourself in victimhood. Um, so, and I, and I will say like, I'm not religious or anything anymore. I grew up Anglican, Christian, Catholic, a blend of whatever. Um, I'm not religious anymore, but I do have to say back in the day where religion was a greater part of society and was really like anchored into society and a lot more people practiced religion, there was definitely more chivalry and men pursuing women because that was the norm. And that was like kind of the Bible, quote unquote, um, where, where men had to be the providers and the protectors and they would choose the woman and the chivalry was there. And generally speaking, though, I will say people that are anchored into like true heartfelt faith, not necessarily like, I mean, religion is generally speaking, organized religion. Even if you're like, you know, a really good Catholic, it's still generally speaking, organized religion. But I will say that there can be you know, a gr- I'm gonna. I'm generalizing this. There is definitely a group of people that are like, you know, heavily religious that can be from a very like scarcity, actually like not real. Ch- like their energy about their religion is not like from the heart, truth speaking. It's a lot of fear. Whereas there's kind of another side where I have some religious friends, and you can, and I will say like I love the faith because people, just generally speaking, I will. This this is actually what I should be saying. Generally speaking, people that are anchored in a faith that feels really good for them, they are better people. They have more love. They put other people other people first. They are um, selfless. They do have more kindness in their heart. So when that was more of the norm, obviously that also influenced the way people were treating each other, and that then influenced dating and relationships too, because that's still like you influencing. Uh, sorry, you engaging with other people, right? So as a society, we have basically become so fucking lazy and so avoidant that it allows and it tolerates half-assed behavior. And the problem is that women exacerbate this by being on their fucking rampage about feminism and women's rights and whatever, that men, one, don't really know where they stand. And then two, they feel as though they just have to let women dominate and direct things um, so that they don't have their balls chopped off or get called a misogynist. So just to break this down, basically, it's like men biologically want to pursue and provide for us. They want to dominate. They want to be the one to ask them out, ask us out. They want to be the one to pay for the dates, X, Y, and Z. Because of all of the radical feminism and women's empowerment and the amount of women that now shame men for doing that and they make it mean that like, you know, you're saying I'm weak or you're saying I'm just an object or that I can't pay for myself because of all of that, it causes men, whether they believe it or not, it causes a shift in behavior. 
that's full stop. It's just like with COVID, right? COVID has caused a shift in behavior where more people are now worried about germs, worried about getting sick, worried about being stuck out of their country. There's more anxiousness, whatever. It caught like like shifts in in um, society and history cause a change in behavior. Post-industrial revolution, sorry, post-war industrial revolution, there was more scarcity. So it caused more scarcity in the way that people would live their lives and spend money and people became more of like hoarders with money because of that occurrence, because of that like event. So when it comes to all the feminism stuff, it does change the way on a mass level that men relate to women and how they behave with women. It does change their behavior. And as a result, men, you know, go out on a date with you and they're like, I don't know whether I'm allowed to pay for the date. Can I ask her out on a date? Do I pull out her chair? Do I open the door? It's like, they are so lost and confused. And what is the easiest thing to do when you're lost and confused? To do nothing at all. So men will do nothing at all because they are waiting to figure out how they can behave around this woman and what is going to be allowed. And they won't step too far because what if she chops my head off and then I lose my job and I lose my whole fucking career. So unfortunately, the power and like all of the leadership when it comes to dating has really gone into women's hands because we are the ones that are now saying what's right or wrong. And it's not that men were ever saying what's right or wrong. No one was ever saying what's right or wrong. It was just written in the stars, basically, right? It was just it was just like a men are chivalrous, men pursue, women receive and nurture. That's it, right? And that's not because of gender role. That's sorry, gender roles actually yeah, it is fuck like fuck people that say gender roles are bad. There's a lot of good things about gender roles. Whole chapter of that in my book. Um but what was I gonna say? Uh what was I gonna say? Um, so what I was going to say was that wasn't because that's not because of gender roles or anything. That is simply because that was like the end, like people would just tune into their biology. They weren't influenced by thinking they had to be somebody else. They weren't influenced by thinking that if I was receiving as a woman, that I was weak. Um, all of that is like new age fucking bullshit beliefs and illusions that are just causing us problems because we are not allowing ourselves to admit to what we actually desire and want in our lives, if that makes sense. So, um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. Completely fucking mind mind blank. But, um, yes, what I was basically saying was just that back in the day they were really obvious. And now it's like, we don't know what we're meant to be doing. So men don't know whether they're allowed to lead her women. We want to be led. We like, that is our feminine desire. That is our heart's desire. We want to be led. We want to be chosen, but we are causing this problem essentially where we are making men wrong for being men. So we now have to take the lead, which is against our grain. We now have to take the lead in relationships, causing us to feel resentful, causing us to feel like they're not trying, they're not pursuing us, we don't feel adored, we don't feel cherished, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, this can even go with past dating, when to like when you're in the relationship, where women might have been pursued in the beginning and been cherished, and then now because it's like locked and loaded, they're like, ugh, I don't have to try anymore. So now I can just boss around, bitch around, be in my masculine, or now I don't have to try as hard, or men will be like, I don't have to try as hard because we are not putting in 
the effort anymore. We don't put the effort into dating. We don't put the effort into our relationships. And the reality is, is that having a fucking amazing relationship requires effort. It requires little things to be done from either side. It requires you constantly creating an environment where he can pursue you and he can cherish you and he can provide for you. It requires... Um, for you to be nurturing and to be in your feminine and to receive and, and to be sensual and to be soft and to be flirty and to be playful. It requires that environment to constantly be nurtured and maintained. It doesn't just happen naturally, especially when there are so many outside influences that do affect our behavior day to day when it comes to our relationships, even friendships as well. Right? So, um, So yeah, like whilst, for example, technology has definitely helped our ability to meet more people, to connect with more people, to stay in touch with more people, like all that kind of stuff, it also has made shiny object syndrome even stronger. And we tolerate it, right? By we don't say, I'm looking for a relationship and this is uh, is what I want. And like then not settling for less. What will happen is that you want that in your head. You'll start dating someone. The behavior is like "Mm, not really up to scratch, but you keep tolerating it. But because of shiny object syndrome, he might see something else and be like, oh, new. And then go over there. And then you blame men when it's not fucking men. It's everybody. It's called shiny object syndrome. It is a bloody pandemic in itself. You probably do it too. And it's because we are not honest with ourselves that we get ourselves into these situations that are less than ideal when it comes to dating. We tolerate this half-assed behavior instead of encouraging him to rise. So if you're like, all right, Monica, this is all great fucking information. Now I just feel like there's no hope. What can I do? The best thing that you can do from the fucking get-go, and even if you're already in a relationship, you can do this, is you need to tell him and give him permission to lead because men already feel like I've got no permission to be a man. I am not allowed to be a man. Men feel like being a man is wrong. And this is not just pulled out of my ass. This is from fucking research that I've been doing since 2019. It's written about all through my book. And it's not just me doing research on this. Men feel like they cannot be men and they cannot be masculine. So if you give them permission, and in fact, you tell them you want to be, they're like, oh, it is safe if I do this. And then what's really important is that you actually make sure you're in your feminine. So don't just say that and then berate him when he does something that you don't like. Say that and then fucking let him lead. Like I'm going to do an episode on this, but subdom like in the bedroom is not just for the bedroom. It is for day to day like day to day. I'm like, subdom is not something that needs to be done behind closed doors. It is when you want to be dominated in the bedroom, you are telling me you want to be dominated in real life. But society probably makes you feel like that's being a bad woman or weak or like you're not a feminist or you're not independent or you're not an empowered woman. That's got nothing to fucking do with it. That's got nothing to do with it. Like I am an, you know, quote unquote independent fucking empowered woman, right? I'm, I'm technically a feminist by fucking the definition of feminism, not by this new age radical feminism shit. But that does not then mean that I emasculate men. It does not mean that I do not want to be pursued and be in my feminine. I want to be in my feminine and I can be independent when I need to be. I don't want to fucking be half the time. And and it can also mean that I can run a business. And it also means that I can like make decisions for myself. You get to have it all. And what's really important is that my biology and my body 
feels safer, feels more relaxed, feels more nourished, is happier, is less stressed. And I'm a better version of myself when I am in my feminine. So in my relationship, if I was to not be in my feminine, what would happen is there'd be a lot of resentment and anger and frustration built up and that would cause dis-ease in my body and it would probably be manifesting as hormonal issues. It'd be manifesting as not being able to be productive at work, over-masculine energy, being a control freak, putting on weight, like holding on to energetic weight. It can manifest as digestive issues. It can manifest as headaches. It can manifest as so many physical things that probably a bunch of you have that would literally be resolved if you did the work to be in your feminine. And I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying that's easy. Like there are moments, 100% being honest with you guys, there are moments where I'm like, oh, I just want to fucking control the situation because it gives me the illusion of safety. But I actually deep down want to let go. It's not what I want to control it. It's that I want him to control it more. So give him permission. Tell him. Tell him that is what you fucking need. For me, in the in the beginning of my relationship, I needed to, because I was trusting a new person, I had to basically get him to just tell me what the plan was so I knew what was happening so that I could give him full trust and control. Now I trust him so much that I'm like, I don't even know what, I don't even, I don't even know what's happening. I just trust you. And I feel better being led and I don't like making decisions. I mean, I never like making decisions. I said that to you guys a million times. I do not want to make a fucking decision. But now when it comes to like, like big things, when like something major is happening that most people would be like, I need to be fucking in on. I'm like, I don't care what the situation is. You solve it. I'll just fucking follow you. (laughs) And it's easier. It's more relaxing. You get to stay in flow. And like, for me, I need that so that I can stay in my creative energy for work. Otherwise, I'm not in my creative energy for work. And it causes a shitload of resentment because it causes me to be resentful towards him. But it also causes more resentment because I'm not doing what I want to be doing in my business or what I need to be doing. That causes me even more stress. So there's another layer of resentment on there. So this is why it is so fucking important for you to give him permission. Do it from the get-go. Like, be fucking upfront. Men love being women that are upfront. They love the bluntness. They love the direction. And like you being direct because they're like, great, no guessing games. I can fucking achieve this. So you can fucking say to him, like, just an FYI, I am not like misindependent, like, I can hold over my own doors, kind of, you can say it like that, so it's a bit more, like, chill and casual, like, you don't want to be too intense. You can be like, actually, like, I'm not that, just an FYI, I am, please hold open the door, love chivalry, you're the man, you lead, I like to receive. I've done that to men when I was, like, single and dating, and, like, over and over and over again, and they just are like, wait, what? They fucking love it. They absolutely adore it, because they're like, I get to be a fucking man? Are you kidding me? This is amazing, Right? And then any man that doesn't like is is like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's like, great, bye. Because you know immediately that you don't want that. You don't want a man that it's not like, fuck yes, I get to lead. You want a man that is like, fuck yes, I get to lead. You also need to be able to be in your feminine though, like 100%. Friends, if you don't know this news, you need to listen. Two hours of fucking gold. And just like that, you are in a whole new world of dating. I have put all the necessary tools understandings, teachings, embodiment practices, everything that you need to feel like dating is easy and that there is hope in your romantic life and that you do not need to just, you know, 
abide by this hookup culture, all that kind of stuff that's in our head that makes training dating. I am getting rid of it for you in my new masterclass, The Embodiment of Dating. I'm cutting out all the bullshit and I am teaching you and sharing with you how to make dating easy and successful for you. So if you want to be in a serious relationship, find the man of your dreams, no longer be settling, whatever, please make sure that you join the masterclass, join the VIP option so that you have three months of serious fucking integration and you're not just like doing a two hour class and then going back to your old ways. If you are serious about meeting a man of your dreams and being in that relationship, the VIP option is 100% for you. All the details are in the link below. I want to also preface, obviously with the hookup culture right now and the casual dating culture, it has meant that for many of us, we feel like there is just no hope in fucking Harry in finding the man of our dreams and having that dream relationship. What also happens though, is that we feel that, we feel that hopelessness and then we continue to fucking settle. We don't, we don't do anything about it. We just embrace it. We feel the hopelessness and we're like, well, no other options. I'm just going to keep having casual sex because I need fucking sex or like I want I want intimacy so I'm just gonna have to have casual sex you are settling you are not embodying your worth this is literally why I fucking created my dating masterclass the embodiment of dating not just for fucking shits and giggles but because too many of us settle this is goes for men too but men can't come to the masterclass I'm talking about men and like the biological difference between men and women like I guess you could come but like don't expect every single thing that I say to be like a value because there could be things that like won't relate to you. Um, but anyway, back to the masterclass, I literally created that because every, so many of you are like, I want a man that leads me, cherishes me and I'm fully my feminine. Like guys, I don't lift a fucking finger, right? Like you guys, that's a lie. I do shit, but like, I'm just, you know, like 90% of the time I don't. Um, I actually wrote an article for the magazine today. You'll be, you'll read it. It's out right now. Now the call to action magazine is out. It's a really fucking good one. And the article I wrote in there, wait, what was the title again? Hold on a second. The article I wrote was, is the hookup culture affecting our ability to land the man of our dreams? And I wrote in there like a true story bit. I was like, I know that you don't want casual, you want serious. You want a man that is late to arrive home because he hunted down the best new electric toothbrush for you as a surprise because he couldn't stand the one that you had. He bought all the all the dogs, new dog bowls for the four dogs that we have. And they were all bougie and matching and had a lid on them so the dogs didn't fight over the food. He bought himself natural deodorant so he could start having a few cleaner products for his skin and bought new dog food for my pups because I left their food in Tulum. Tulum. True story. And I'm saying that just as like an example of like you, that is what you want. We all want that. We want, I I didn't fucking go ask him to do that. I completely forgot about it, to be honest. I didn't ask him to do that. He was like, okay, he wanted to go and do something that would allow me to feel a little bit less stressed or a little bit less, you know, um, whatever. I can't think of the word, a little bit less uh, like let's just say stressed or overwhelmed because when I come to his house in Atlanta, I, um, you know, like the, he's got two giant dogs and I've got two tiny dogs and like the food eating can be really hard. And he's like, I want that to be all matching dog bowls. So it's bougie for you because he knows that like, you know, my environment is really key. So he wants everything to look prettier. And like, you know, men that is practical. So like prior to me, it was like the dog balls that need to be fucking matching. Let's just get the practical shit. Right? That's men. We love them for it. 
but now he's like blending them both. And I know how many of you want that and you desire that. But the reality is that like you not taking any action on learning the proper way to date in this day and age to get a man to lead, you not knowing that it's like you are literally running around in the dark. Like you are honestly running around in the dark. And like, I'm a three, five in human design. If you listen to my human design episode, I'll get Ebony to link that below. Listen to that because it'll all make sense in there. But like my job as a three, five in human design, love it and hate it. Um, is um, to basically go through all the fucking roller coasters, go through all the hurdles, go through all of the issues that I could possibly go through, find the lesson, the teaching, the solution, and then deliver it to the world. That is three fives. Not many three fives in the world. I am one of them. That's literally what happened. Like I have gone through... The ringer is like maybe a bit extensive, but I have dated a lot And in that, I did a lot of dating um, also for the purpose of trying to figure this fucking puzzle piece out. So I was like, it was like um, last year as well, the beginning of last year. Was it last year? Yeah, the beginning of last year, I went on a fucking mission of of like, I basically made a hypothesis and I was like, I need to figure out the fucking codes to getting masculine men dating them, me being in my feminine, the commitment X, Y, and Z. That was really hard in New York. New York is not the greatest environment for that because the fast paced means there is a lot of avoidance and the fast paced is not the fast paced energy doesn't support like a grounded energy, which is needed for this kind of relationship. It doesn't support that. It supports like it supports actually the hustle, the sorry, it supports the hookup culture because it's fast, easy, quick. Just like what everybody wants in New York, fast, easy, quick. It's the exact same thing with dating. That's a generalization, but it is a fucking thing. So it was really challenging. I will admit, like I dated great guys last year, not denying that. It was fun. Like I got picked up on the street, picked up in bars. I picked dudes up. I did, I did everything possible. I literally, I literally like met guys in all the different ways. I tried everything. I tried the apps. I tried doing one thing, tried doing another thing. I, I tried all these different like tactics to figure out what was actually fucking needed. Um, and I figured it out and now I have the men of my dreams. So that is what I want you guys to get from the masterclass. That's why I created it. So I highly recommend joining that if you haven't already joined it. If you have already joined it and you want the VIP upgrade because you really want to fully give this your all and just commit to like, I'm fucking doing this properly. Let's get this shit done. I want to feel super peaceful and grounded and empowered actually in my dating life. Then just email me and we can upgrade you to the VIP. Um, And like basically when you just get upgraded, I like minus the price of the masterclass out of it because with the VIP, you like quote unquote, don't pay for the masterclass. You get like whatever. It'll make sense if you email me. Um, anyway, so last things I want to mention is that also with the combination of men feeling like they have no idea how to behave around women, because who knows if this woman will like chop their balls off and them also feeling like it's safer for women to leave these days because of that, it means that men get to take a backseat. They get to not pursue 
because we don't make it. Like we're like, yeah, sex on the first date. Like for example, we're like, yeah, this is nothing wrong with sex on the first date, by the way. We're like, yeah, sex, like sex on the first date. Like I'm empowered. I'm sexual. I don't need to play games. I don't need to make him wait. Like I'm a fucking woman, like blah, 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 blah. You know, I can say when we're having sex, he doesn't have to earn my, like my sexuality or like earn my pussy because that's not empowered. Like that crap, for example, it's like, okay, well, and there's no pursuit. There's no hunting. Men need a fucking challenge. Like men need the hunt in order for them to cherish what they win. So many women are literally behaving like they are dating other women. You're not. Like, it's, it's like you're dating other empowered women, but you're not doing that. You're dating men. So what you're thinking is working is not working. And funnily enough, you can see that in your life because you're either single or you're unhappy in your relationship or you're not feeling pursued in your relationship or wanted, cherished, X, Y, and Z. So it means that they are not being, like, because, they can t- because we let them take a backseat, they are not being invited to lead. They're not being kind of forced to lead. They are not being, they don't cherish, they don't pursue X, Y, and Z. And that is on us. That is on us women because we are exacerbating this environment. We are allowing this environment and we are allowing this behavior. Um, so sorry, I was texting my man. Um, next thing is coming to pick me up. That's very masculine, isn't it? Coming to pick me up so we can go do banking things, lol. Um, Anyway, so just love to show. It's always, sometimes he'll message me things like when I'm like, we're so like connected, like we're telepathic. It's actually creepy sometimes. Um, we'll like say the exact same thing at the same time. We're like, why are we thinking the same thing? Anyway, sometimes I'll be like on a Queen Alchemy call or like, you know, doing a podcast and I'll be like talking about something to do with like men. And then he'll literally text me the exact thing that I need for ex- an example. And I'm like, thanks, babe. Content. Um, Okay, other thing also is that because of technology and the avoidance society and X, Y, and Z, we have lost our ability to communicate um, with each other these days and to be honest and to be authentic and to admit that, yeah, we do want a relationship. So a lot of women, for example, it's looked down upon if you're like, I don't want to work, I want a relationship and I want to be looked after by a man that's looked down upon. That's like, you're fucking weak and pathetic, right? If you're like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I want to be be provided for, that's like, you're weak. That's what society basically says, which is not fucking true at all, right? I'm like, amen to that. (laughs) That's not fucking true at all. But because of the way society looks down on it because and because of how it is looked down, it means that us women, we are not admitting what we want. Men are not admitting what they want because it's shamed upon and it's looked down upon, for example. And so it means that we are then having all these half-assed dating experiences that are leaving us feeling empty because we're trying to get this like hint of intimacy and hint of what we want. And then at the same time, we're also afraid of fully giving ourselves because of fear, right? And we, and then men are also like, as soon as they get a tiny bit bored, they don't then have to pursue. They're like, I can just leave because she's an empowered fucking woman. So when you are constantly painting yourself with like, I don't need you. I don't rely on you. I don't whatever. They don't feel needed and wanted. So they feel like they can just leave if they needed to, or if they wanted to. Doesn't mean that they actually want to, right? But if you're constantly creating an environment in your relationship where he doesn't feel like you need him and that you rely on him and that he supports you and that he provides for you, there's no fucking purpose for him in the relationship. So if he was to meet somebody else that gave him that, 
he's going to go there. Full stop, the end. He's going to go there because men want to feel like they are providing to you and that they are needed by you. We as women want to feel loved and cherished. So both of you are losing if you don't engage in like the feminine and masculine subdom, for want of a better word, um, kind of polarity in your relationship. I will say also, if you feel like you've depolarized your relationship and you've lost that polarity, it can be fixed. And I'm going to mention a bunch of those things to be doing and whatnot in the dating masterclass as well. Be a Love and Not a Mother is also a really good program that I recommend all of you to be doing. If you are like, this is so fucking me, I relate to this. Oh my God, how do I fix this? I need more of this. Please do Be a Love and Not a Mother and definitely come to the dating masterclass. Both of them are great if you are single or in a relationship, but you just want the man to lead and you want to repolarize things and you want to make sure that you're being in your feminine and not emasculating him. You want to make sure that he's, that you are letting him be in as masculine. You need to come to both of them. Be loving on a mother. I'm opening it up um, in June when we are in Europe. So, cause like obviously vibes. So keep that, um, on your radar and make sure you're on the wait list that you get an email for that too. Okay. So what was I going to say? The last thing that I want to say is that the resentment that you have for men, trigger warning, is the resentment you actually have for yourself. Because yes, of course, we can say like, oh my God, fucking men, right? And when you aren't proactively doing anything about it, because you're also causing yourself to be in this situation, a lot of that resentment can actually be towards yourself. I know, sucks. So when you do something about it, and when you learn, and when you stop engaging in that behavior, and when you get all the tools from the masterclass and from my podcast about letting men lead, a lot of that resentment will go away. So many of you have said that your relationships have completely shifted and changed and been like saved since listening to my podcast. One, thank you. Two, imagine what's going to happen when you pay, right? Like this is free fucking content. I'm giving you 1% of me. Imagine what happens when you pay for one of my courses or programs. Just going to leave that one there. Um, last thing I want to say, well, I'm just continuing on. Last thing, last thing, last thing. I saw an article in the Washington Post recently that literally said, this is so fucked. Chivalry, which has always been more literary than real, has been called a protection racket because it forces women to rely on men to protect them from other men. Literally what this is saying is chivalry is there as a protective mechanism because men are dangerous. No, chivalry is there scrolling down to my notes from another article, which is true. And this is from a feminist. Chivalry is there because it is about, it was, it was made and was about respecting women and recognizing that their attention was worth seeking, competing for, and holding. That is chivalry. Chivalry is about men wanting to show us and to demonstrate to us you guys are valuable. We love you. We want to protect you. We want to provide for you. We want to adore you. We cherish you. That is chivalry. Chivalry is, I'm going to actually read this that I next pulled. Chivalry is grounded in a fundamental reality that defines the relationship between the sexes. Given that most men are physically stronger than most women, men can overpower women at any time to get what they want. Gentlemen developed symbolic practices to communicate to women that they would not inflict harm upon them and would even protect against them. So when a man is not chivalrous, 
you actually have like your body, your nervous system has more reason to be afraid than women are chivalrous. So this whole crap about like, you know, men need to stop holding open doors, paying for things. Like basically men need to stop being men. This is, this leads to my episode about like titled, um, uh, feminine men don't create, uh, don't, don't make society safe and masculine men do whatever. Like that kind of title might've been the other way around. It basically links to that men not being men. So men not being chivalrous does not create more safety. It does not create more happiness. It does not create better relationships. It does not create women feeling better about themselves. It does not create men, women feeling amazing in their relationships and with dating. It does not create men feeling great about themselves. Okay. It creates a fucking opposite. When there is chivalry, we women feel looked after and protected by men. So there is more safety in our relationship, but also in society as a fucking whole. That is the essence of what chivalry is, right? So please fucking remember that. Society is choosing to see chivalry as a threat to women because they are stronger, which they fucking are. And nothing wrong with that. Instead of seeing it as a kind gesture, right? It's honestly just an exhausting circle that we are putting ourselves in. And guess what? We keep losing. The funny thing is women want more success with men. Well, we keep fucking losing because of what we are doing to ourselves. We are berating men, yet we are wanting them to rise. What the actual fuck? Please get your ass into Be Loving on a Mother. You will not regret it. It's like one of my favorite programs. And it is a program that I think every single woman in the whole fucking world needs to do without a fucking shadow of a doubt. Also vibe because Europe, um, please get into that and please join the embodiment of dating masterclass 1000% because what I said about the Washington post about like, you know, chivalry is just there because men are dangerous. This is a clear example. And like basically chivalry is men being dangerous. This is a clear example of what I talk about in my book. A lot of women have a victim and that article, by the way, was written by a woman. A lot of women have a victim mentality about their gender rather than seeing how much power and beauty is in their womanhood. So choose to start to see your essence as a feminine being, being powerful and beautiful and something we're celebrating for and let men lead. Also, please, for the fucking hundredth time, I'm actually thinking of self-publishing my book. If any of you guys have any resources, if any of you guys have any people that can help, any contacts for like PR, all that kind of stuff, um, I'm not that well connected, to be honest. So if any of you guys have any contacts for PR things that you could like connect me with, I'm actually thinking of um, self-publishing my book because it'll be out sooner and I just can't fucking wait. Whereas through a publishing house, it could take like literally two years. So, um, please, and then they could like change a lot of the book and X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like not going down that rabbit hole because this book is like fucking truth. So if any of you guys can help me with my book, please, please, please send me an email, um, so that I make sure that I can like get that, those resources from you. But I'm hoping to have the book actually, um, launched by the end of the year or the big, like January of next year or February, please make sure that you read the book because there is so many amazing chapters that I've written. I was actually reading it this morning. So many amazing chapters that I've written about the victim mentality that we women are putting ourselves in with our own gender and the label that we put on ourselves and we are constantly losing. Um, and then also the fact that like, yeah, men are stronger and women are stronger emotionally. Like we need to stop being like 
It's a bad thing that men are stronger. They are stronger for a fucking purpose and we are more emotionally stronger. We need to stop thinking that us being the same fucking human is going to make us win because is anybody winning right now? Are you feeling really fucking happy? You're probably listening to this episode because you were like, oh my God, I so relate to this fucking title. And so you constantly doing what you're already doing, it's not working. So something needs to change. You need to do something, aka get some fucking education with me, do something to actually change your behavior so that you can create an environment where a man wants to lead. You will be able to achieve this. Like you will meet a man and you will create an environment where he can fully fucking lead. You just need to know the things to be doing. And it will definitely and it will also help on like a grand scale of things. But don't feel like you need to take some radical action right now about this. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I want to give I, I, sorry, I, what I'm saying is I want you to feel like you know what to be doing so that he can lead you because that is fucking possible, but you need to give him permission for it. And then not just give him permission once, you then need to embody it, which is a whole other fucking kettle of fish. Embodying that, like a whole other itchy fucking nose, um, is that embodying this and consistently allowing him the space to lead and encouraging that and you then receiving. That ain't the easiest thing to do in the current environment. So having the tips and tricks is going to be really fucking helpful. But last but not least, to answer the fucking question, has the feminist movement caused men to stop pursuing us? The answer is absolutely yes. And it is fixable, right? It does require a bit of work. It is fixable. We are exacerbating and we are tolerating and allowing half-ass behavior. So stop tolerating it, join the embodiment of dating masterclass, join be 11 on a mother in June, get on the wait list. If you're listening to this, um, at another time, not when it's live, get on the wait list for whatever programs that I've mentioned, queen alchemy, whatever. Um, so that when it launches and comes out that you are the first to know and get any early bird discounts or whatever that I'm doing at the time. And I think I'm going to leave the podcast there make sure that you go and watch the update. I am going to do another podcast episode kind of maybe in the next couple of weeks, diving more into like how I'm navigating all of this and what I'm doing. But for now, go and watch the update so you know what is happening on my Instagram live. Like it's saved as a, um, it's saved as a, like an Instagram story, not Instagram, it's saved as like a IGTV, but they don't really exist anymore. Instagram's fucking weird. I can't keep up. Go and do that. Make sure you get my book when it comes out. Follow me on Instagram. The new magazine is out. So definitely check that out. The links are below. Make sure you share it so you can go in the chance to win. And I'm going to leave it there. Thank you all for listening. Please keep sharing the podcast. I'm so appreciative when you tag me and share it. Leave a review if you haven't already. They go so far because a lot of my time is put into this. And time is of the essence, which you will these days, but you will understand from the update.